This episode includes negative depictions and simplified stereotypes of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than ignoring parts of the park's history, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Welcome to the Sent from Disneyland podcast. Pure age relives fond memories of the past. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. On this podcast, we'll take a journey into the past and explore Disneyland and Disneyland history with mementos, snapshots, and postcards sent from Disneyland from 1955 to the present. The postcards from this episode will be viewable on Instagram at sentfromdisneyland or on my website, sentfromdisneyland.com. Today, I'm starting off by thanking my patrons from patreon.com. You can join in and receive mail from my desk or for my trips to Disneyland. I'm currently working on some new patron benefits. Patrons can sign up for as little as a dollar per month. Special thanks to Random Olive, the first patron to this podcast, and to the e-ticket patrons to Nia, Eric Daniels, Monica Seeds Vega, Scott Booker, Russ Romano, Michael and Christina Cross, Scott Cagle, Mary Henderson, and Sheila Harry. C-ticket patrons, Serious Inquiries Only, Debbie Weinstein, Jennifer Schneep, Grace Cote, Ben and Noel Bruning, and Patty Wool. B-ticket patrons, the Disney Rewind Podcast, and Jeff and Paige Orton. And to the A-ticket patrons, Elise Sharp, Zella Infinity, Alexis Robles, Maggie and Henry Byers, Angelique and the Block, and the All Aboard Podcast. I am your host, your post-host, Clocky. And today, we have two postcards sent from Disneyland. The front of our first postcard has the Jungle Cruise boat passing Schweitzer Falls, with guests seeing the front side of water. If you look closely, you are able to see the eighth wonder of the world, the back side of water on this postcard. On the back it reads, Safari Cruise, exploring down the tropical rivers of the world through the heart of the jungle in Adventureland, a Jungle Cruise boat passes magnificent Schweitzer Falls. It's postmarked February 25, 1958, with a San Diego Pray for Peace cancel and a three-cent purple Liberty postage stamp, Scott number 1035. I assume they visit the park on Sunday, February 23rd, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. The weather was a high of 68 and a low of 55. Park attendance that day was 11,768. It's addressed to a C.P. Kramer of Santa Barbara. It reads, Dear Auntie, We are in San Diego having a wonderful time. Don't know how soon we are going to leave, but in the middle of next week, I think. We won't have time to stop by on our way back, as we plan to go home inland route. We'll drop you a card again soon. Love, Letha, Nellie, and Dusty. Letha, Nellie, and Dusty miss seeing the second annual Western Regional Pancake Races by just a few days. Although pancake races have their origins from England in 1445, the first U.S. race happened in 1950. Disneyland started a Western Regional Competition in 1957 to attract guests during a slow time of the year. Traditionally, the pancake race would be held on Shrove or Fat Tuesday, the last Tuesday before Lent. Pancakes are linked to the holiday, allowing households to use up ingredients considered indulgent or prohibited to use during Lent. Contestants of the race carry a frying pan with a pancake resting inside. At the start of the race, contestants flip pancakes over a ribbon eight feet above the ground. Once a pancake is caught back in the pan, the contestants run to the second and third ribbon, repeating the action. The total length of the race should be 415 yards. Disneyland worked with one of the park sponsors to have the pancake race down Main Street, USA. 
The Quaker Oats Company, who held pancake races branded as Aunt Jemima's Community Pancake Days around the U.S. for local clubs and organizations, sponsored the Disneyland race as well. The Aunt Jemima Pancake House restaurant had been in Frontierland since 1955. The 1957 race included 24 housewives from California running down Main Street and concluded with Rose Pittman of Visalia coming in first place. The prizes given to Rose included a $100 check from Quaker Oats, a plaque signed by Walt Disney, a food basket with gifts from various Disneyland food sponsors, an Aunt Jemima cigarette lighter, an umbrella, and a fish knife in a sheath. The following year, in 1958, celebrities were added as judges for the competition. Dickie Jones, the voice of Pinocchio, and Clarence Ducky Nash, the voice of Donald Duck, plus marching bands, park characters, and drill teams were brought in for more fanfare to the event. The pancake races only lasted seven years and stopped in 1964. This Sunday, Enfield Post has a special Sunday sale of random stamps. This is a great way if you want to add some random flair to your outgoing mail. I've added a few stamps to an order, even if I didn't have a direct purpose for them. A random stamp is a great way for a unique surprise. You can head over to EnfieldPost.com and explore all the different vintage stamps you can use on your next card or letter. That's E-N-F-I-E-L-D-P-O-S-T on Instagram and EnfieldPost.com for your wedding and vintage postage needs. Enfield Post is the official postage stamp sponsor of the Sent from Disneyland podcast. The front of our next postcard has Sleeping Beauty Castle with a horse-drawn streetcar pulling up to the end of the line. You can see guests taking photos of the blue and white castle, and if you look closely, you can see the Skyway track and an orange Skyway gondola. On the back it reads, Sleeping Beauty Castle, a horse-drawn streetcar, arrives at the end of Main Street, USA, where guests cross the drawbridge into Sleeping Beauty Castle, gateway to the wonderful land of fantasy. It's postmarked January 15, 1979, with a San Bernardino cancel and a 15-cent The Land of the Free and Home of the Brave flag postage stamp, Scott number 1597. I assume they visit the park on Wednesday, January 10th, when park hours were from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The weather was a high of 67 and a low of 45. It's addressed to an Esther Schmidt of North Branch, Minnesota. It reads, 1-11-79. I see it's negative 32 degrees in Minnesota. We have it 70 degrees here. Weather is fine. I'm enjoying the trip much, just two weeks home and then to the Holy Land. I'll be home from here on 121 to Mexico on the 13th and 14th, Andy. I chose a Sleeping Beauty Castle postcard to talk about some history of the castle on my incoming postcard for this episode. I received a postcard from the largest and only Corn Palace in the world. The Corn Palace in Mitchell, South Dakota was built in 1892 as both a statement piece that South Dakota has a thriving agricultural industry and as an event space. The original palace only lasted 13 years and was replaced by a new building, which in turn was replaced again in 16 years, citing that the second palace was too small. One of the amazing features of the palace, which keeps tourists coming back to see it, is the murals, made of corn, which are replaced every year. These folk art murals are made with red, brown, black, blue, white, orange, calico, yellow, and green corn. New murals are debuted around the 1st of October, Every year there's a new theme. This year it's Under the Big Top. To tie this back into Disneyland, this reminds me of the Haunted Mansion Holiday Gingerbread House, which has a new theme every year. The Corn Palace is definitely on my list of places to visit when I travel. 
This incoming postcard is sponsored by the Art Throwdown. Art Throwdown, or ATD, is an online craft hour on Instagram, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. Be sure to check out Monday's ATD, which is usually hosted by a paper artist, Russ Romano. I see many amazing art projects, learned about awesome postmarks, postage stamp history, and a lot more on different episodes. It's great to stop in for an hour to watch someone craft or design something unique. Each host brings something a little different to each show. I'll list some of the regular hosts, or you can follow RussRomano2021 on Instagram. The front of my incoming postcard has an image of the first corn palace. Decorated with flags on each spire, you can see visitors looking up at the structure and an open door for guests to enter. On the back it reads, 1892 Corn Palace. This first corn palace was located at the corner of 4th and Main, two blocks south of the present-day Corn Palace. The 100-foot by 66-foot wood structure was completely covered with corn and grains. It's postmarked October 17, 2022, with the Mitchell, South Dakota cancel and three postage stamps, a 25-cent South Dakota 1889 Prairie House Statehood Centennial postage stamp, Scott number 2416, a 13-cent South Dakota state flag commemorating the country's bicentennial, Scott number 1672, and a 6-cent Wildlife Conservation Buffalo postage stamp, Scott number 1392. It reads, Hi Clocky. Not the Disney Castle exactly, but cool in its own way. Corn. See South Dakota if you get the opportunity. Greg. Thank you so much for the postcard, Greg. As I mentioned earlier, the Corn Palace is now on my list of things to visit in South Dakota. I have been to South Dakota and saw Mount Rushmore and Deadwood before it was an HBO show. I don't know how I miss going to the world's only Corn Palace. I always enjoy your coordinating stamps on postcards. Awesome to have South Dakota represented with three great stamps. I love getting quirky postcards. It allows me to explore into different history. Thanks for listening to Sent from Disneyland. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends. It would be awesome to share your favorite episode. There are over 100 episodes to choose from. It would also help to leave a five-star rating and comment on whatever podcast platform you use. If you'd like to support the show financially, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash sentfromdisneyland. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sent from Disneyland or on Twitter at Sent from Disney. For questions and comments, send me a postcard address to Sent from Disneyland, P.O. Box 44, Hood, California, 95639. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney, the United States Postal Service, or any post office or Disney properties. Opinions expressed on this podcast belong to its host and guest of the Sent from Disneyland podcast.